every single time I get on this show, I say to myself, what am I going to talk about today? And then something random just kind of pops out of my mouth. And I think, okay. Good evening, ladies and gents. My name is Lolita, and this is Leela, a musical podcast about achieving, creating, living your dreams. It's filled with fun accents, astrology, and just wonderful ideas about how to make your life a wee bit better. Some of these accents, I promise you, are absolutely atrocious. So if you're into things like spirituality, making your life even better, and having fun while you do it, or just get into the root of things, then maybe you need to sit and listen to this a little longer. Today on the radio show that I am now naming Leela, we're going to discuss something pretty profound, pretty mind-blowing, emoji mind-blowing, if you don't mind me saying so. We're going to speak about swans. You heard me, the animal, the bird, two wings, white, the story of the ugly duckling. You thought I was going there, didn't you? I'm not. Absolutely not going the route of the ugly duckling. What I am going the route of, however, is the idea of swanny-like non-resistance. What does that have to do with anything you might ask? I frequently ask myself that every single time I get on this show, I say to myself, what am I going to talk about today? And then something random just kind of pops out of my mouth. And I think, okay, that might be smart. That might be great. That might not be. Non-resistance. What is that? What does that mean? Why and what does that even have to do with a random bird, which maybe you've never even seen up close? I've seen swans traveling through Rome. I'm currently in New York City. I see swans swimming about. Here's the thing about swans and a little story that I'm going to tell you first because I'm sure you're wondering how do swans relate to life? Well, if you're spiritual, you might have some ideas. I'm just kidding. Here's a story to better paint the picture. So I'm living in New York City. I have this beautiful apartment overlooking a lake, a river, a bridge, woods that are 200 years old. Yes, in New York City, lads, in New York City. Beautiful thousand square feet. You would think I was living on Fifth Avenue. Just absolutely stunning, pinching myself. It's in a small building. Everybody's nice. And then there's this one woman, right? And you know the type of woman I'm talking about. She doesn't seem to really take care of herself much. She looks angry, her face in a constant scowl. And she has these two beagles, which makes me wonder if she's listening to this. Hi, I don't even know your name. She has these two beagles, and I do think dogs represent the person, and so it makes me wonder, does she have a particularly good sense of smell? This is a logical question given the nature of these two beasts she's running around with. And this woman, I get along with everybody in the building, smiling, hello, speaking in different languages, running around, me and my little dog Luna. The thing is, every time I see this woman, it's as if my body tenses up and it looks like a gremlin has popped out of her soul and is spitting phlegm and vomit. It's atrocious, really. Her energy was so raw and angry. And I looked at this woman and I thought, she doesn't much care for herself, does she? She's so angry. And it was as if there was this unspoken of, we don't really need to speak to one another. I just felt so repelled by her. So fast forward into the beautiful time of COVID and Corona, 
And I'm walking in and there's this thing, this concept, for those of you who don't know, social distancing. You're supposed to say six feet away from people. The thing is, upon entering my building, there's a little corridor. And so you can't really at all be six feet away. So you either allow the person to completely pass through the corridor and exit and you wait. Or you come in, they move to the side and blah, 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 and you switch spots. I had already made it to the final last door to enter the building and she comes storming out with the two beasts. And she looks at me and with my mask, she doesn't have one. And, you know, it's social protocol in these moments to be wearing one. I ask her, you know, I'm about to step in. I have my dog. Can you just step to the side? I will step to the side so you can pass and we don't have to be in the same space together. And she looks at me and she holds the door open and she's like, and the dogs are foaming at the mouth and everybody's trying to get out. And she looks at me and she's like, well, I hope that the dogs might pee here right on the floor. And she looks and is about to pass. She looks at my dog and she goes, and you and your dog always off leash. You're not supposed to be like that. Now, here's the thing. I hate being told what to do, especially by someone who clearly doesn't know how to manage a dog. Now, it sounds like I'm judging her and I am. And equally so, there's going to be a point in this story where there's some compassion and some self-reflection and an aha moment. So keep and bear with me, okay? If you can stand the accent, bear with me. And in all my enlightened state, I walk to the side and I say to her, well, that's none of your business now, is it? This was the perfect thing to say to someone who was already on the precipice of a complete breakdown with two foaming beagles who were about to shit themselves in the foyer of a building during a massive pandemic because she looked at me and she said, go F yourself, you ugly biatch. That's why you're single and alone. And I looked at her and I'm eliminating some of the story because there were curse words and blah, blah, blah. And that's the gist of it. And I look at her and I think to myself, I don't think I'm ugly. And how does she know I'm single? That's someone that spent a lot of time thinking about me. I don't even know this woman's name, nor do I even know on which floor she lives. The precipice or the precursor to this story is that a mere 24 hours earlier, I had sat in my living room meditating and I realized that within me lies a good deal of old anger. Things that have been repressed for a long, long time. Anger I wasn't allowed or didn't feel I could express for ages ago. Sitting in my belly, sitting in my body. And I thought to myself, now that I can see it and sense it, I can do something with it. And now that I can see it and I'm releasing it, Lord knows I shall be tested. Just this intuitive hunch. Less than 24 hours later, foaming beagle lady shows up, screaming, hissing, nearly pissing herself in the lobby. Now, of course, her words hurt a bit. The thing is, if I can see the anger in her, that means the anger's in me. Because for me to see with eyes and hear with spiritual ears, that means that they're attached to something within me. And that thing they're attached to is the very thing that I see in her. Now, the degree may be different. The context might be different. And yet, and still, it is the same. The, the main thing is there. The anger and the lack of self-reverence that I saw in her existed equally so to some degree in me. And it was shown in full spades there. She ended up reporting me to the super saying I was, you know, not following the rules with my dog, not on leash. She didn't mention these other things. And then I, with protocol, to try to be vigilant and mature, ended up calling the office to find out, can I formally file a complaint? Because this woman was verbally aggressive and violent in her, truly no one's spoken to, I can't even tell you the last person 
I can tell you the last person who's spoken to me like that, who is completely who she reflected embodied to me. And the woman who worked at the management company for my building simply said, you know, you're not able to until she physically attacks you report anything. And on a personal note, some people choose to live their lives like that. They're just miserable. And you get to say, it really isn't personal. This is just how she is. Now, flash forward at least a few weeks. And I overhear her saying she's going to take a trip. And today my super tells me, the super tells me that she's decided to move to another state because schools will not be opening and they're looking to have more space. How does any of this today, you might ask, relate to a swan? Relate to this accent, which I'm not even sure what it is. Tell me in the comments if you have any idea what accent you think I'm doing, because I'm not even sure myself, really. What does a swan have to do with any of this? Swans represent elegance and grace. They represent creativity. They represent, yes, going to the ugly duckling, a transformation. They also represent non-resistance. Anything that we resist, even in our mind, is a version of a fight. Avoidance is a fight. Attacking is a fight. Anything that we are not able to fully accept is a version of fighting what is. The real invitation when I saw her was not only to accept what I saw, to see the truth of it, that really doesn't have anything to do with me. And equally so, she was reflecting something that had existed in me. That same, the voice that she was yelling at me. Had I ever said those things to myself that I was an ugly biatch and that's the reason I'm single? I'm certain of it. At some point in my life, I thought that. Her gift was to show me what happens if I let the, one, that the voice lives in me too, Two, the power to be able to step back and see, wow, I don't really believe that anymore. Three, to be flattered. Wow, she really has done a lot of thinking about me. Maybe she wants to be my girlfriend. Not really my type. There's so many gifts in that situation. It doesn't mean I become friends with her. The fact is I didn't fight it. I walked around, I put the dog on the leash, which for me was a huge, huge step because I don't generally like authority. And I thought, you know what? She's not the reason I'm doing this. And actually, Luna gets along better when she's on the leash in the foyer anyway. She's not the reason I'm doing this. And because I didn't resist anything, and because I simply followed in the very next best step in my own best interest from the highest place and truly checking in, the problem took care of itself. Like the swan, meeting things was absolute grace and elegance. That's not something that looks... You don't show up in a dress and you're necessarily elegant. Elegance comes from within. It comes from a stance and a posture. And the posture that I took was, this woman, to me, was a symbol of a bully. And I had been bullied for so much of my life. And that I had internalized that bully to then have that voice within me. And it was time to let that go. The swan, as an ugly duckling, in that story had also been bullied. Now, the difference is, the swan turns into the swan in elegance and grace and beauty when you don't internalize that narrative, when you don't take it on as your own, when you can meet things with absolute non-resistance. So the difference is, instead of avoiding, which is fighting, instead of attacking, which is fighting, I simply moved knowing that in all situations I'm safe, protected, guided, and strong, kind, knowing who I truly am. I didn't run into her again beyond overhearing that one conversation, and I may never see this person again, truly. The laws, the guidance of non-resistance. There is an inner swan of elegance inside of you. And for all the pissing, raving women 
who have two bagels that really are about to defecate on themselves in a foyer recognize that those don't show up because she's horrible and you're horrible so much as a chance to rewrite the stories that you've carried with you for so, so long. I intend that is the created offering I'm giving you today. The accents, the joy, the fun. And I'm curious for you in your own life and in your own existence, where do you get to be more swan-like? Where do you get to invite and trust greater in elegance and grace? And what do those words mean for you? Like this, subscribe. Please share this with all your friends. Leave a five-star review if this has done anything for you, whether it's done for your self-esteem whether it's taught you that you don't ever want to speak in an accent, whatever the gift is, please consider. I would love for you to leave a review, to share this with the people that you love most. And thank you so much for donating your attention, your time, your energy. In future, future episodes and shows, I intend to bring music from fellow creatives. I intend to sing with other people Really turn this into a party of sorts of just joy and fun and revelation. Because revelation really can come through joy. It may not be so serious and drab all the time. I'm not even sure. I think I've been screaming half of this show. And I love that I love that it gets to be short. So yes, this is Leela, the musical podcast and radio show about dreaming, where I explore the inner workings of our dream state as living beings through astrology, music, interviews, and play, and horrible accents. Really just bad. If you have a question you'd like answered, if you'd like to me, you know, to riff on, feel free to email me and contact me. Follow me on Instagram, share this, like it, love it, and thank you so much for being here. Your dreams are just one step away, and that step is if you believe, even for one millisecond, that they can be true. Because they are. They are true. They're true so long as you believe in them, and that is always the first step. You only need as much faith as a mustard seed. Same goes for belief. Love you, like you, talk later darlings. Ciao.